Welcome to the ECG podcast for the week of July 19th. I'm Chris Waterman joining you from Florida this evening, Jacksonville to be exact. Uh, I'm joined by Georgia Ravelo from Miami, Florida. What up, what up? And we got Zach Cassell back from vacation from Boston. It's uh, good to be back. Yeah, man. Welcome back. We're going to do uh, kind of a, a catch-up episode tonight. Um, we've got, uh, unfortunately, a family emergency with uh, Bobby. Hope everything's okay, man. And uh, Adam's not able to join us this evening. So uh, we're going to kind of keep it light and conversational and uh, just do kind of a fireside chat uh, style of podcast this evening. So uh, before we jump into the video game stuff, uh, very briefly, Zach, tell me how, how was your vacation, man? Tell me all about Maine going in uh, a month. So I'm, I'm eager. Yeah, no, it, it was awesome. So I go to a place called Point Sebago. It's in Costco, Maine. And uh, so it's, it's like um, luxurious camping, I guess is like what you call it. Cause I glamping? stay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I stay in a house, um, but it's like a small kind of cabin type deal. Um, it's, it's like a resort, uh, like a camping resort type thing. Like it's a gated community and everything. And so you go there and uh, so me and a bunch of buddies, we we rented a house. Uh, like I said, my my whole family was up there and in their houses. So it, uh, you know, we had like twenty something of us up there. And, oh wow! Yeah, and so the whole what makes this place like awesome is they run events all day long, um, like outdoor stuff, like you know horseshoes, cornhole, can jam, Polish horseshoes um shuffleboard volleyball like you name it and they got it and like they run tournaments in those things all week long and uh the hot commodity up there is it's it's an i want it t-shirt so some of the tournaments are for t-shirts and like if you have a i want it t-shirt on you know with a year on it because it changes every year so if you have one of those like you're hot shit man like that means you won a tournament like you were better than everybody else at you know something it'd be cool if it said you know what you won on the shirt like what tournament but you know just having the shirt is awesome seems like a good conversation starter though yeah like you know you bump into somebody hey uh so you know would you win or you know um, a good way to strike up a conversation if you're social like me um yeah I'm oh gonna- yeah, absolutely. Because like you'll see people up there all the time, and like you know, their I wanted shirts from previous years, and like that's absolutely like what happens. Like I'll wear mine from like 2013, and somebody be like, "Oh man, what'd you win it in?" And uh, you know, that's just because when you're playing against somebody, like everyone's so friendly up there. So that's the thing. Like it's so easy to strike up conversation and everything. Like it's no one's a jerk up there. Everyone's friendly, and it's what just, kind of competitions are there? Like so I can get an idea. Um. So like I said, there's uh horseshoes. Uh, volleyball, basketball, um, wow, okay. uh, um, shuffleboard, cornhole, washer toss, can jam, um, bocce. They even have like shuffle, um, uh, what's like Scrabble. Um, they have, uh, this like, uh, they got like trivia. They got like music trivia. They have this thing called like adult game night. And that is just the most fun I've like this year I did doing that was like the most fun I've ever had in my life. Cause like, like I said, my whole family was there. We were just, everyone was drunk. We were making fools of ourselves. It was the best. Oh, that's great, man. Yeah. You know, I like hearing stuff like that. I, uh, I, I have many, many fond memories of like just giant ass family gatherings where it's exactly that. You know, everyone's just kind of eating, drinking, having a good time, lots of laughs, like lots of goofs. Like that's just the best, man. Yeah, it was awesome because I've been trying to get my uh, my dad, my stepmom, and like that side of the family to come up for the longest time because like I've always used I used to go up with my mom and everything, and then you know once I got older I started going on my own and I'll like bringing my friends up and like every time I bring people up they always love it so I kept trying to tell my dad every single year I've been going since oh seven every single year i'm like man you gotta go you gotta go you gotta go and this year they finally went and they had like the time of their lives and they're already they already booked their house for next year like oh yeah that's awesome so uh, clearly they had a good time and that's all that's the biggest uh you know tell right there somebody's making firm plans a year out uh, is it the type of thing where you got to book super early i would imagine like um to get advanced it yeah, so the the houses for the week we go the week after July fourth all the time, and that's a that's uh that's a hot week. So 
Um, yeah, we usually try and, and book early. You you can absolutely book houses, you know, up up until um, you know, kind of last minute. But like, but then you know, your your pickings are slim, so you know you don't really have as many choices and all that. So definitely the type of thing where yeah, it is very smart to book ahead. Cool. All right, man. Well. I'm glad you had a good vacation. Like I said, I'm looking forward to Maine uh, next month. I'll be gone the uh, the 10th through the 17th. So that week of the 17th, I will unfortunately not be able to podcast unless I decide to, to be froggy and bring my uh, mic. But I feel like it could probably take a week off uh, and just to enjoy Maine. But uh, yeah, let's get into some video game chat, fellas. Um, I don't know. Should we start with what we've been playing or do you want to save that for the end uh, per tradition? Up to you guys. What do you think? Um I mean, we can start with that because I actually like what I'm what I'm what I'm playing is, is um in, in kind of in well not kind of it's an, an older game not super old but I've been itching to play an RPG mm-hmm. and because uh I want to play Fire Emblem and like I'm like oh it's an RPG it was like all right I got to get in the RPG mode I've never played a Fire Emblem before but like Same. I'm trying to get into that mode because like I've been hearing nothing but good things about it and so I've been I was like, all right, I got to find one. And I'm already like, whatever, 25 hours in to The Witcher 3. So I didn't want to like pick that back up because I don't really remember everything that was going on. So I started playing Dragon Age Inquisition. Mm-hmm. And this is the second time I've tried playing it. I didn't get very far the first time. Um, so I just restarted the game and I'm still in the first area. And the, the first area is, have you guys played it? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say my biggest piece of advice to you, if you haven't figured it out already, is to leave the hinterlands, like get out of there. Like uh, it's not so affectionately nicknamed the hinderlands by people that play that game. It's fine to come back to, but of all the, the areas to like really sink your teeth into early on, that is not one of them. Like that is uh, I would just strongly recommend like getting out of there like once you've gotten a few levels um come back do the quest and shit later like there's just far better areas and stuff in the game so if you're about to tell me that you hate it uh i and like the whole totality of the internet are right there with you um well so i i think i i remembered that from last time i was playing but uh this time so i'm i think i'm like level seven or something right now and i'm still there uh i've just been you know going around ticking things off until I ran into this dragon and uh, he killed me right away. And um, I have no idea how I'm going to go up against this dude because I'm a dwarf rogue and it's it's going to be interesting. Yeah, the dragon fights are pretty tough, man. I ended up doing them all, but I was a uh, a mage. That's the, the class that I rocked for Origins and um, I carried that on into uh, Inquisition. I tried being a... Uh, oh, what's the big brute one for the dragon age 2 barbarian maybe whatever that class was i just didn't like that game that much so i, I didn't never beat it but uh yeah man those dragon fights are are, are tough like they're marathons too uh in my opinion like you know they're very much like you gotta keep you know uh kind of some strategy there like it comes down to the wire sometimes with your cooldowns for your abilities like you gotta of course stock up like um they are fun but they can be a little bit tedious like i made the mistake of wanting to do a lot of them back to back. And then I quickly learned like, you know what, I got to, I got to space these out. Like, you know, they're, they're just, they're too intense. They take, take a while. So um, when I spaced them out, I, I kind of enjoyed the pace of the game a bit more. Um, but so what do you, are you liking it overall? Are you having a good time with it? Uh, yeah, real quick. That just reminded me uh, the way that you said you spaced them out and everything kind of sounds like what I did in God of War. Mm-hmm. I, I did Outfits. the hot, the yeah the valkyries i was gonna say hobbies mm-hmm. the valkyries yeah i tried running them doing them back to back and that was just a bad idea Anyways, yeah for yeah, dragon are... age i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> no 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 you're fine man i was just say yeah that can be frustrating but yeah go for it man um I, I i am liking it yeah it's it's uh cool um i never played the other dragon age games and i know i'm missing out on like some of the character interactions of you know characters mm-hmm. that were in the previous games sure but uh you know i feel like they're doing a good job at still, you know, explaining the overall story to me and everything like that. Yeah, um, they do. I mean, uh, oddly enough, like I, I think even though I feel like the better game mechanics wise is definitely Inquisition, I have so much fondness for the story of Origins. Um, I don't know, man. Like I just I spent so much time in that game, and uh, even though I didn't beat um, 
any other like playthroughs i did several like of the or actual origins for different characters to kind of just see how they all like all felt different um but yeah it's a tr- I, I would agree they do a great job of like even if you never played the previous games i could see how you could kind of latch right on you understand like the peril is kind of you know apparent like they and they very much like don't make you feel punished for not having played the other games which is good considering mass effects kind of the opposite where you like immediately feel left out i would think like if you haven't played the other mass effect games and you started with say two or three yeah definitely um but yeah so like i said i'm not far um i'm in i'm still in the hinterlands i actually loaded up my other game just to see where i was and uh i kind of like vaguely remember you know i was on like some mashy area mm-hmm. some I, I don't remember what it was called but i was in They're that called the zone. death marches actually i remember right and i was a canary mage in that playthrough uh, okay um but uh i i i kind of haven't decided whether or not i want to get up to where i was in my first playthrough uh just to like refresh myself and then switch back over to my mage and continue on or if i should just you know run through it with the rogue dwarf and and just go through it that way i haven't i haven't made up my mind there yet yeah i just i would say it depends on your your play style i i mean i i'm not shy to say that i think that especially like in like the later levels and skill trees and george you could probably chime in here i'm not sure like what you class but like i feel like the mage is much easier than a lot of the classes like as you get more powerful like some of those spells are just i, I mean and I, hey man i'm fully admit it like our I feel a bit OP, like good for crowd control and like, you know, the debuffing and all that kind of stuff. But what what did you play, George, when you played? I think I played uh, Rogue. Um, it's the, the character where you could do it, I think. I, yeah, I, that's I what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, I just, so for me, like I've got this thing where I, there's very few games that I could play through more than once. So like I'm, usually I play the game through once in full, kind of do everything. And then like, I feel like satisfied. So so I don't have quite as much like input in terms of like I didn't just play it over and over and get so much out of it. Like I just enjoyed playing, you know, the story. I played every single one. I liked them all. Obviously, I, obviously, I enjoyed Origins the most. Um, hard to dispute that. But but I enjoyed all of them. You know, even through Inquisition, I just liked that. I just liked the story of those games. Those are probably my favorite type of games. You know, those choice RPGs where things change and the story goes the way depending on the choices that you make and whatnot. Um. You know, I can't get enough of those games. I feel like there isn't enough of those games out in the market. Uh, I wish I always had one of those to play. Um, so, you know, I don't need much as long as it has something like that. Yeah, that's why I'm so excited for Cyberpunk, man, because the the scope of the game, like the way that, you know, all the outlets are saying, you know, every all the different podcasts, man, everywhere you turn that people are talking about it, like when that right after E3, they just kept saying, man, the size of that game and what you can do and like, uh, there was like choices that if you didn't do it, like it wouldn't open whole portions of the map and like you would never be able to go over there. And like you'll never know what that story is about over there if you don't open that. So like, man, like that's it's going to be crazy. I like that. You know what I've heard on that, too, is that like because it's the nature of like what you're doing, augmenting yourself, you can even change your playstyle. Like if you start investing in like particular skill trees and stuff and you don't care for it, you can swap and try something else. And see if you enjoy that better that's cool i wish more games let you do that because you know i'm the i get decision paralysis sometimes with those where i'm building a skill tree where i'm like oh, i don't know if i'm gonna enjoy this build and granted i know a lot of games that you respect but um it's fucking fantastic that um like hearing the description i think it was hmm, may have been greg miller on uh, the games cast was talking about uh how like he watched um a like very specific scenario play out where there was like a door hindering some progress in the demo and the guy was like, all right, so here's like the tank build. And the dude oh, just rips yes. the door off the hinges and then like throws it and like smashes a fucking guy with a gun. And then there's like the hacker one where he like hacks the door and then he hacks the dude's bionics. And then that same guard like shoots himself in the head. Like that's a way to approach it. Like just the difference in that. And like that, that makes me incredibly excited, like for the type of customization and like approaching situations like that. And like you said, of course, like the narrative depth of a the uh, CD Projekt uh, games are just like on fucking real. Like they've had so much practice. They just have, you know, I would say like uh, without question gotten better with each game that they've made, you know, like leaps and bounds, like which are one to two, two to three, and like now three to this, like with the, the amount of development time they've had on it, I expect, you know, and um, 
do great things, you know, so it'd be cool. And you know what's crazy is I heard that they're working on two games. Yeah, I did. I had heard that uh, rumor too. There was like some translation, right? Like where like the some I think it was the CEO or uh, maybe the studio head had made a comment in like a interview in his native tongue saying that there was like three simultaneous um, cyberpunk games, uh, one of which was a mobile um, one of which is like something that people are unclear about. And then, of course, like the 2077. So, yeah, who knows? It's gonna be it's gonna be nuts. I I can't wait for that because I, I'm with you, George. Man, I I love decision based games. Like I love seeing you know my choices you know ripple throughout the world and everything. I think that's so cool. I'm with you, man. I wish I wish there were more games you know that that were able to pull that off in the way that Bioware did with you know Dragon Age and Mass Effect. And man, I wish I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait, and and I know that the four is coming. So um, I can't wait for that as well. Hopefully we get like Mass Effect 2 and Dragon Age Inquisition like and 90% of Mass Effect 3 Bioware, not Andromeda and Anthem Bioware with that game. Yeah, yeah, I but just, you know what? It's like, uh, I love those games so much that I, I'm sorry. I do, I, as, as much shit as Andromeda got, I don't regret playing it. No, it, neither do I. Know? No, neither do I. But I think we could both agree. Like, I feel like with maybe another year of development time like that game would have been something that more people would have recognized as special and i think it goes from it has like you know a lot of like really like solid moments a few really great moments and then like plenty of like filler eh stuff to like maybe like most of it is like on the tier like i mean I was just shocked and blown away. Like once I really started sinking my teeth, like and how much good stuff was in that game, like really good stuff. It's just, it's surrounded by so much mediocrity and like things that just feel unfinished. I don't know, man. Like there was just a lot of filler stuff, but, um, yeah. but I'm with you. I don't, I don't I'll regret pain at all at this point. Yeah. I heard about my brother all the time. I'm like, dude, you really should have played that because I know it was a bit buggy and I know, you know, it's certainly not perfect, but it is very much a Mass Effect game, right? Like, and it was, it felt good to like be in that Mass Effect universe again, where, you know, the kind of the, the language, so to speak of biotics and, you know, all the different races and like all that kind of shit was like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it just felt good to, <laughs> to be walking around and, and, you know, seeing all the different races. I was a bit disappointed. They never got the story either man you know with the Corian fleet and some of the other oh, stuff man, man. I know. um yeah, yeah it just sucked man like i would have liked to have you know seen uh where they went but you know hey whatever yeah, we'll we'll get something else eventually in that universe there's no way that franchise is going away forever no casey hudson already said that mass effect is is not dead so it's there's just no way that they could even even though you know it wasn't as successful as they wanted it to be it it didn't i don't think it flopped right i don't think it did great but yeah i don't think it was like they lost money hand over fist i just think that yeah it just it, i think more than anything else it was a big damage to the brand you know like that yeah. you know what i mean like they, they took some some hit on the ip side of things but but you know what i'm think, you know what i'm hoping for is is uh god of war ascension to god of war type of leap to the next game like how god of war went from god of war 3 Mm-hmm. to god of war ascension we went from mass effect 3 to mass effect andromeda so hopefully the jump from andromeda mm-hmm. to the next mass effect you know is as fucking awesome as god of war ascension to god of war 28 what 18 was yeah i and so here i'm gonna pitch a game that literally just occurred to me right here i have not thought about this this is off the cuff so so bear with me i would love to see a mass effect game where it is a true sequel to three but you know how, like, in pretty much any, spoiler alert, sorry, if you've never played Mass Effect, but in any of the scenarios, basically all the mass relays are destroyed and people are, are f- kind of reset. The, the Reaper threat's over, but there's not really the interstellar travel anymore and, and civilization is kind of, like, fractured. I would love a Mass Effect game where that is more intimate, right? Where you're a character that's stuck on a specific planet, but because you're on a planet, they could still make it feel big. You could have continents, different cities and things, but like a more intimate game that's post the relays being destroyed, but that's still in that world. And it is about what happens after all those relays go and civilization has kind of become fractured and you're, you're watching all these people come to grasp with it, almost like a leftovers type situation. You know what I mean? Like where the world is like, you know, drastically altered forever. Like these people realize that like they're kind of stuck where they are indefinitely. 
um, that would be cool in my opinion. Uh, so. All right, so let's go a little further with that. So, what's what would you choose as the canon ending? Um, you know, I, if they wanted to go the safe route and keep Shepard involved somewhere, where like you could kind of have uh, um, Shepard pop up like in a surprise appearance, that could be the synthesis ending, right? Where he like takes control of the Reapers and is still kind of Shepard, but also has merged with the Reapers. Um, that would be kind of weird David Lynchian kind of thing they could go with. Um, but I think the canon ended would have to be the Paragon, right? Where he sacrifices himself to destroy just the Reapers, uh, all the other non-organic life, like the Geth are still okay. And basically he just takes out the Reapers, but in the process destroys the mass relay. That's the one I would probably think they'd go with. But again, I'd be fine with them doing the safe one if they wanted to cash in on like, oh, you know, Shepard's in this game. But didn't they, when they kind of fix things, didn't they have like that clip at the end where you see his armor in the rubble and then takes a deep breath? Yeah, that is a thing. Yeah. I don't remember what is that. That's a particular ending though, right? Like it's the destroy ending, I think. Where like you, uh, because he blows up everything there. Okay. So uh, he was in he was in the citadel, right? I think he blows up. I mean, I'm trying to. Might have to. It's been a while. Might have to. Yeah, it a little bit. But I thought it was. Sh- no, it's good, the, one of the good endings, right? What's the What's the big weapon that they made at the at in three? Uh, the crucible. That's what they were on. Yeah. And they they like beamed up to it, remember? And then the reaper was shooting at you when you're running the beam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. then you, you go up, whatever, you, you, you the star child's talking to you, you blow it up, uh, you know, they do the whole montage, they put your name on the thing, whatever, and then at the very end, Shepard takes his breath. So, so let me... But that is one where you, where you, so you save Earth, the squ- your squad mates all survive, and mm-hmm. you live. So I, like, I thought that was the perfect ending, um... Because the other ones was, so it was destruction control and synthesis, right? And control yes. was where your squad mates survive, uh, Earth is saved, and you That's die. Right. Yeah. And then I've... synthesis, your squad mates survive, but they're synthesized. So they're With all the Reapers. Yeah, so that's not the one yeah. I was thinking of. Control is where you take over the ass. So, yeah, you're right. So um, Destruction's got to be the ideal. That would be, uh, I would think yeah. that would be the Is that the one where they tell going. you your body is going to be destroyed if you do that, though? No, that's synthesis. That said, that says, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, so in destruction, so, he lives. So I don't know. So, so w- let me ask you this, like ig- ignoring that for a second, and we'll kind of come back to that. Like, would you play a Mass Effect um, game that was just set on a single planet? Would you be down for that if it was, you know, still felt big because, you know, the planet scale is, is larger? Dude, but I'll, like, I'll play a Mass Effect game that takes place in a single city, man. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, it does Mass Effect on it. I'm playing it. <laughs> yeah, what do, what do you play. think about the larger public? Do you think people would be down for that? A more intimate story dealing with sort of the fallout of the you know post Shepard Reaper confrontation. Yeah, yeah I, can, I mean, if you want to go like completely, the thing is, if you here's the thing, if you do that, you you basically give up on the Andromeda plotline, you know, because that's sometime in the future. Well, um, not necessarily. You could do I mean, a spinoff. You like, put it on like a, you Deep Space on Nine and, and Voyager though, right? were airing simultaneously. Like I think you could could absolutely do it. And in fact, I would argue that if you wanted to be kind of shystery about it, you could take almost a Pokemon approach and have choices. Like if you were kind of building to a culmination between those two fractured things, where like they come back together. If you really want the most bang for your buck for the final final game. The choices that you make in both are gonna like they're gonna intersect somehow, like, and they don't tell you what, but maybe it's like they fucking find a wormhole in the Andromeda plotline, they come back, you know. I don't know. Like, you, there's a lot of ways you could still have both of those storylines. You, you could, but so for all intents and purposes, I think their original plan with Andromeda was for it to not be quite a, as big of a flop as it was, and I think what they had intended was another trilogy, right? Yeah, and all definitely. that kind of got put on hold, so it, it didn't work. So the thing is, if they then turn to a new story, um, you know, it, it kind of, a, I would think it puts an indefinite hold on what's going to happen with Andromeda. That's all going to be contingent on how this other game uh, or story goes. So, it, I don't know, it's just basically like they're restarting and trying to go in a different direction to see if they can, you know, hit a home run. I think if you're going to do that, I think if you're going to kind of put that one on an indefinite hold, um, kind of put it off to the side, like... 
I feel like Bioware can't afford to strike out again. They really need no. a win. They really need a win badly. Well, Dragon and... Age is the next one, right? Right, yeah. right. So hope, assuming that goes well, but they need to string a couple ones together, arguably, right? Is if you go with the destruction ending where Shepard lives, man, like, man, maybe you go back to what worked and you continue the Shepard story in some way or some fashion. Or you could maybe, turn him into like some fucking hermit that like you're seeking out, like Luke Skywalker and fucking Force maybe. Awakens for most of yeah, the game. Yeah, that'd where, be fucking like, awesome. Like your or, character, or it could be like that, or like um, it could almost be like uh, like you begin as Shepard, and there's some sort of passing of the torch situation that goes on throughout the game, or the you other know? way around, right? You know, some something like that um, could work out. I mean, if you continue a story with Shepard, you know. Um, then you got something there. Like it's going to sell. You know, it's going to be interesting. People are going to be invested and bought in. Yeah, I don't care how many people are burning on Andromeda. If you if you did like, all right, so the crux of the story is it's after Mass Effect, you're marooned on a planet and you're Shepherd. And it's like Kratos and God of War. You're dealing with your the the you know consequences of your choice. Like there's no way they would have to have a canon ending for that. There, I mean, it would be fucking crazy for them to try to have to like set up all those different worlds but like let's say they pick a canon ending and like you are maybe like 20 years later you're on the older side and you're having to basically reckon with all these people that are suffering on this planet life is so hard things are in turmoil and essentially the universe has gotten 10 times you know or 100 times thousand times smaller than it was People would show up yeah. in droves I think to, to buy and play that game if you did it right now, well his, now, his... the other thing is now hear me out on this one you go the prequel rail route and, mm-hmm. you, and you get into the first contact war because there's yeah. a lot of lore there and a lot of interesting interesting stuff that you could kind of make a you can make a new story but something that some people will still have some investment in to get into as opposed to kind of continuing that andromeda stuff that, that if they did that i would want your character to be designated as torian like i would want you to be from that side of things like dealing with you know a perceived alien invasion threat right like i think that would make that with the humans as the aliens correct yes exactly like i think that would be an interesting angle to tackle that from yeah um and maybe your character is like trying to you know depending on how you play you can go like the more diplomatic route where like you're the whole game like the choices that you're making are building towards more of a diplomacy i mean we know how it all plays out obviously or you can be a character that is much more of a warmonger and maybe like, you know, you're kind of uh, uh, encouraging the, ag- you know, aggressive uh, type of stuff like within like the, I don't know, the military, government, whatever. Or, or you go the Pokemon route like you mentioned and you get to play both or one mm-hmm. or the other. Uh, yeah, that would be like, like Halo oh, 2. Dude, holy fuck. Or human, you know? Halo 2. That would be so, fucking crazy. Yeah, or like, I mean, like Halo Two would be cool too. Like, kind of going back and forth. You have two characters that yeah. you custom create, and then yeah, I, so, I mean, so... there's stuff there. There's a lot there, man. They could do something, and and I hope, I hope something comes out sooner rather than. See, I think all right. So all right, this has me like all kinds of excited because I fucking love Mass Effect. <laughs> That's all we had to do is talk Mass Effect and everyone's ears perk up. <laughs> yeah, so so I'm I'm I want to go back to after Mass Effect Three. So we're making that game. And I thought I think it'd be like super cool if, you know, you go through the game and you get to pick if you want to be, you know, Asari, if you want to be um, human, if you want to be Turian, if you want to be a Drell. And, you know, that way, you know, you could like I feel like that's what a lot of people wanted in Andromeda when they Mass Effect, they would be able to choose their own race. And, and, you know, I think that would be super cool. So, you know, you know, playing as a human the whole time, because let's say you're on a planet. Let's just for the sake of, you know, with this conversation, we'll just say it's Earth and they're on Earth. There's obviously a lot of other species on Earth, too, because of all of the, you know, um, I, I don't know the right way to word this, the mutual understandings between all the different alien races. And so I feel like it'd be cool to be able to choose your race then depending on if you go, you know, Renegade or Paragon, you know, you start from the bottom, you can either work your way, you know, up uh, the Paragon ladder and like go like into politics and, and, you know, try and better, you know, the world and try and pick up the pieces and do that. Or you can go the Renegade route and become, like you said, like a warlord, or you can become like a, a, you know, uh, a gangster of a city or something like that. And then, you know, 
at the end of the game, you become pretty much like, you know, you are the uh, planet-wide either hero or you're the planet-wide, you know, uh, warlord, I guess, is the, the only word I have in my head right now. And uh, like you said, it'd be cool if, you know, that's what, uh, like, if you go the warlord route, that's what like would, like, drag Shepard out of whatever, hiding or something, because I, I really, I'd really like that idea. I thought that was cool. Like, Shepard goes away because, you know, I feel like, you know, for him, he would just be like, oh, you know, wherever I go, fucking bad things happen. And, well, and you know, he would feel a bit like Thanos, right? Like, at the end of Infinity War, beginning of Endgame, where he felt like, you know, maybe he served his purpose. The Reaper threat's done. Things are, you know, not so great, but they, people are alive, right? Like, the universe is going to survive one way or the other. And, yeah, maybe he just, like pulls himself out of it, knowing that it's going to be difficult enough and kind of makes the choice to walk away, um, knowing that him being alive and involved, like people are not going to let that go, you know, and going to want to involve him because he's kind of become such a mythical figure at that point. Um, I think Earth would have to be the choice in that case because that's where the final confrontation takes place. And also, again, you know, the cynical side of me is like, well, that's where you can involve so many of those squad mates from the other Mass Effect games. Um that's where they all ended up, right? That's where your party is. So, well, we don't uh, know. Uh, they um, didn't Joker in them. They went through a relay before, uh, it, and they were they were on some like weird planet. They crash landed on. So you could have it be there. You don't have to be one of them, but like you could be them. You know, twenty years after they crashed on that planet, and you know what's civilization like on this planet after they started it twenty years later yeah God damn yeah i forgot about it. it's been a while man i need to probably go back and play mass effect 3 got a lot of shit man and i fucking loved that game uh, not, like i said 90 percent of it was great um yeah, I, I didn't hate the ending making me wanting to play this game right now like this is <laughs> making me want to start this over again man and and then citadel is easily easily one of the best pieces of dlc i've ever played and i never played it can you believe it man i played all the oh DLC. my god i've never played a single dlc from three um dude yeah. oh the I, leviathan dlc is cool that shows oh man you you there's a lot of cool shit there i remember the shadow broker layer of the shadow broker was like the first piece of dlc where i felt like it was substantial and like it was priced correctly like it w- didn't feel like just some shitty little like hour and a half add-on to like the game like um that was yeah speaking of shadow broker i thought it was cool how um they tied liara into andromeda mm-hmm as yep. the shadow broker and everything. So that, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, they were still, they still, you know, uh, uh, kept the worlds, you know, connected and everything. I believe, you know, Shepard was mentioned. Oh, yeah. The diaries um, as you decode them. Yeah. Just, uh, it's not really a, a pioneer mission so much as it is. It's like a giant lifeboat, you know, that, yeah. that whole project. Yeah. Yeah, man. That, so, like I, like, like you were saying, man, there was and, Andromeda had so many, like, cool threads man and they just didn't pull on them hot enough and it's it's oh man like i want more in it that game made me want more and it's because the gameplay was awesome they were i loved the squad mates man i thought they were all really cool um you know pb was uh you know uh awesome change for an asari coming off of liara um you know very drastically different personalities same with uh drax and and uh like grunt yeah uh, very very different and like you know and because well, he's old you know like he's like yeah an old, uh wizened uh fucking krogan like yeah i mean they, they went a lot of cool ways like i um you know i i, I enjoy it. yeah there there was a lot like getting to your squad mates was just as fun as it always was you know what i mean like uh, I just I kind of wish that like there were like less like kill and fetch or collectathon kind of quests and more of like those. Oh like, yeah. Anytime I did a squad mate like with the equivalent of the loyalty mission, I don't think they're called that in this, but like you know what I mean. Like yeah, those were always awesome. Like the one where the ship starts turning sideways. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Oh dude, yeah, I was just like, why the fuck did they not put this earlier in the game and like showcase shit like this? Like this is what they should have been showing off, man. Like this is crazy. Uh, yeah. That, that would have demoed like gangbusters, you know. But yeah, that was I think that was Liam's yeah. uh thing, his mission. And and even like the banta, I remember this one time uh I was with PB and Drax and obviously myself and we were driving on the ice planet and uh pb's trying to see if drax is sleeping is that that's his name right drax 
Uh, sounds right. I, I don't want to say 100%, but... Anyways, yeah, Rex, so... Is a uh, guy from Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, it is. I just thought his name, it was also Drax in this, too. Here, but let me look. I'll, I'll go ahead. I'm looking. It, it was just a hilarious thing. So she, PB's uh, calling Drax to see if he's sleeping. So then she starts moaning like she's having sex with Shepard while they're driving. And then it, it gets all awkward and everything in the car. And then Drax has to pretend, I mean, uh, uh, not pretend to be sleeping anymore and everything. And like, just like those kinds of little interactions and everything were always so good. Drac is his name. So you had it close. Ah, Drac. Drac. Got it. Singular Drac. <laughs> cool, man. Well, yeah, you just got me jazzed up, man. I Every couple of years I play through all the Mass Effect games. I kind of blitz through one. Um, but yeah, two, I, I, I savor that like a fine wine. And yeah, three, same thing. Although I still haven't played the DLC, so maybe next time. It so, just sucks one so uh, so hard to get through gameplay-wise. so good, but yeah, man, it's just... yeah. Oh, the story, one, still to this day, one's got the best story. But they have some mad weapons. Like, I love, like, if you have access to the sniper abilities, dude. Like, when you get the... Um, Oh, what the fuck is the N7? What is that called? The Black Widow or whatever? Yes, that is a weapon. <laughs> it's just fucking like if you get the uh, explosive mods, like or the ones that like have like the super high impact. Like I like how you can just shoot uh, like a grunt and they go fly, <laughs> they go flying like fifty feet. Man, it's the best. Like even if they don't die, like they're so far off the battlefield that you're just like, well, that's you don't got worry sort- about them. That's you sorted for about you know five <laughs> minutes. I <laughs> can go take care of some of these other guys. Uh, I love Mass Effect. I could literally talk about it all day, so we should probably change topics. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. But uh, it was cool. That was kind of like a, you know, I that game, that idea just kind of popped into my head as we were sitting there talking. I'm like, oh, what if they, because you, you mentioned God of War, right? So I was like, what if they did an old Grizzled, grizzled Shepherd, you know, like having to deal with the consequences of, you know, destroying all the relays and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I love it. Um, So, uh jump really quickly i guess into what i've been playing uh i'm almost done as far as i can tell with my friend pedro i've been really digging that game it is like it's good to just pick up put down the levels are pretty short um and i'll just reiterate man it's a game that makes you feel cool like every 10 seconds like doing something really fucking badass and it has that kind of score attack vibe where like uh, i've definitely gone back and replayed some stages like oh my god i could do a little better i could do a little better um so I highly recommend it if you want something cheap. Like it's it's very violent, uh, but like fun and weird and just like I was happy I picked it up. Um, it's been kind of fun to watch uh, some of the high skill online and just to see like how shit I actually am at that game compared to like ninety percent of the population. <laughs> like people just do some crazy gnarly stuff in that, but um, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, Destiny, I'll come back to in a second because I have a, a kind of a. a I've loved for the most part how they've handled this final season of, um, you know, the, the annual pass, but I wanted to talk with George for a second about one particular gripe I have to see if he agrees with me. I'm sure I, I have a feeling he probably will, but, um, other than that, uh, I've, uh, checked out, um, just a bit of super Mario maker two on one of my friends switches at work and, uh, have enjoyed that. Like, I think I'm gonna have to pick that up at some point, but I don't know if I'm going to buy it yet like uh, i've got my eye on some other stuff and looking at the fall release schedule it does seem uh like my wallet is gonna fucking burst into tears like uh, uh, there's like a, a two or three weeks in a row i think starting in september where it's just like non-stop like good game after good game so it's brutal Oof. uh yeah dude, you're not kidding um yeah fuck we'll get right into it so De- destiny uh so this season season of opulence so i've talked a little bit in, in some of the last couple episodes really cool i like how they've done a lot of things they just started this uh tribute hall uh what two weeks ago i think that um where you essentially um complete feats like you know little challenges and you get these little statues you place the statues in the tribute hall and that unlocks eventually a really cool exotic weapon called the bad juju which is back from destiny one and then you have to unlock a further i think 30 of them or 25 of them do you remember what it yeah, is George? 30 30 yeah, of 30, them total 45 yeah and uh, most of them uh you get from just turning in currency the catch of which is it's very expensive per the further catch being that oh by the way there are these daily bounties that you can do and for each one that you complete will knock one percent off the currency charge to get these little statues 
for a maximum of 80, but you can only do four per day. But eventually you can get up to 80% off, which makes something very unaffordable, suddenly affordable. And you can make your gun that you earn early on even better through kind of the course of the event. My gripe with this is that I am fine with there being a kind of weekly cap, right? On how much percentage you can earn. I just hate that it's a daily thing. I would much prefer it be your cap that's, you know, what would be 28% per week. But I wish you could pick up a weekly bounty and do it at your own pace and earn 28% versus having to log in every day. Um, it just makes it a huge pain in the ass because I have shit going on sometimes. Like I want to earn the percentage, but it makes me feel this constant pressure. I'm like exhausted at night. I'm like, well, I got to at least pick these bounties up now. Hope that there's not a repeat tomorrow because that'll be, you know, one that I lose out on. And then, you know, you know what? I'm just going to do them. And then I'm doing four bounties. Next thing I know, it's fucking one o'clock in the morning and I'm exhausted. Like, I just wish that you could just pick it up and then you had all week to do it at your own pace. I don't know. How do you feel about it, George? I just, I don't like the way it's set up. I kind of disagree. Um, the reason being is you're, you're kind of struggling with your, you're feeling the grind that need to grind. You don't need to do it. You know, it's, you don't have to do it every day. You can do it at your own pace. There's really no rush. I have actually finished the catalyst um, and I've only gotten like a 25% discount. I missed a whole weekend this past weekend. I missed a couple of days, um, but I've had enough materials that what, all you got to do is have one good day where the spider has all the stuff that you need, you know, for legendary shards. And then you can kind of basically almost buy everything. I haven't depleted my resources in any bit. And I've gotten to the point where I, I got all the ones that you could uh, buy. The rest that I have are the ones by actually doing feats. But also, the thing is that you can only do four um, account-wide. So if, like, I think that most of them, honestly, on a daily basis can all be done in like a half an hour. Some of them are much easier than others. But what you can do to kind of make things easier for you Say, like, they almost always have the 50 kills without dying and then, like, 25 precision kills. So, like, that, that one's very common. Yeah, you can synergize. Like, I get that. I just, I, I can... personally have about 700 legendary shards at the moment now after kind of everything. Yeah. Um, I've got, like, about 300 planetary materials apiece. So, like, that's not going to be enough, from, as far as I can tell, to, to get all the stuff that I need. Uh, and I don't have, like, a count or anything like that. It may be, but I don't know. It would. It will. So what the the so for example, where I got a good maybe like eighty percent of everything was the other day. Um, the spider was selling glimmer for legendary shards. Legendary shards being just one. Um, I think dust lice, data lattice, and something else. He was basically selling all of the things that you need for just a legendary shard. So think about it. Like uh, you spend a hundred legendary shards. That's five hundred of the material that you need. Um, so you can actually like knock out a good chunk of it by something like that. Um, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a daily thing, but you don't got to do it. You don't got to do it every day. You can kind of do it at your pace. There's no rush. You know? Um, and you can, you don't have to do all the four bounties. Like you can just leave the difficult ones, um, and do like the easy ones, but just do it on a different character and there's nothing and you have nothing to lose by doing that. Like you can go and do say the, the 50 kills without dying on three characters and you'll get credit for all three you can only claim four daily bounties but it doesn't it can be the same ones you do it uh, so yeah i didn't know if that was gonna work yeah I, and it's a nitpick like because it really has been a pretty excellent exit like the pace in which they've rolled out the new content throughout the season with even within the season like has been i think outstanding like i hope they keep that pace up with future expansions because it feels like once i'm kind of like all right i'm over it like they roll out something new that's like fun to check out a little bit, a little bit time consuming for, you know, right. Uh, usually about the right amount of time. And then like, you can still bounce, you know what I mean? Like I had my fun in menagerie. That was great for a while. I'm kind of good now and that's okay. Cause there's other stuff to do. Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, well, while we're on the topic of destiny, something I wanted to kind of talk about that I've kind of uh, discovered in this whole Twitch world, this whole, all this Twitch and streaming is still relatively new to me. The only reason I've kind of even gotten it in the first place was to kind of just support and watch your stream. But I always thought that this whole like Twitch was basically just a method of you know w watching other people play video games, right? Like 
you've got your channel where you've got a you've got a theme, the Runner Rush, really cool. So I just always thought that it was that. But over this past like two weeks or so, I discovered like another side of Twitch, um, and that is the things that people are doing to generate viewers. So I've been big on the PvP competitive grind in Destiny, in other words, like ranked um, you know, PvP for those that don't play that much and you know just kind of in the process of looking for people to play with lfg and that kind of thing i came across people that are offering to help people rank up so and when i i looked into those there's like a a number of different things obviously you got the people that like you have to pay them to help you in terms of them carrying you or them or whatever the case then i saw that people were offering free help and I was just looking for people to play with, you know, because it's hard going in there alone. I've always been a pretty decent PvP player. But what I'm seeing here is these guys will do these recoveries for free to gain viewership. So uh, one channel, I won't I won't bring him up because um, I'll, I'll talk about it in a second. So one particular channel, like what he does is like he has like a list of people that want free help and he just recovers their accounts plays as them, gets them up to 2100, which is the mark to, to get the majority of the pinnacle weapons in Crucible, not all of them. Um, so it's not that hard to get there if you just play with competent people. So he'll do this. Um, so people obviously will generate viewers because you have to watch him to move up on the list. And then he will raffle off um, the chance to play five games. with. And I didn't know that there's like Twitch currency, I guess, for like the amount of time that you watch a stream they have it set so you can build some kind of currency it's not like real money or anything like that but you just just you get it from just sitting and watching the stream so i was like okay this guy looks pretty good i was watching his videos i'll just leave the stream running there and accumulate some of the currency or whatever so i did um and i entered a raffle one and i won and, and the guy invited me to play with him on his stream um and i just thought that was so weird like i, I didn't like people are like watching sitting there for help in the game or rather for them to do it for him which I, I just found so weird like i don't know man like it just seems so dirty for someone to just like take your account and do it for you and then as i kind of dug into this like this is like a big thing like a lot of people are doing this man and it, it kind of sucks because like when you feel like when you see people with certain weapons in the game like it's kind of a sign of like hey that's a skilled player that's a that's a guy that put in some work and now it's like these people do it for you um so when I, when I joined this guy in his stream, I, I won't mention him because I don't want to embarrass him, but I outplayed him on his own stream. You know, I, I, I let, and Brian can attest to this because he was, I told him about it and he was watching it. And I, and like, I outled him, you know, I led the team in kills, like I think four out of the five games. Um, and even at to the point where um, some of the guys in the chat were asking if I could do that for them. And I was like, hell no. But, um, <laughs> but it was cool. Like, but it was just like, and it, it had me thinking like, like, holy shit, like, and people were subscribing because if you subscribe to him, you will build more currency per hour, you know? So, like, I'm guessing that guy starts to make money off of this, basically just doing this um, without really charging anybody, but, like, people then start donating, and I'm thinking to myself, like, holy crap, man, this guy, he's obviously pretty good because we won every game, you know? It's nice when you're playing with three other solid players, Um but I'm like, I was thinking like, man, maybe, maybe I need to fucking start streaming or something here. Like, you know, like I was doing pretty good. So it's just like, a, it's a whole nother side of, I guess, the gaming industry that I really wasn't exposed to, really hadn't seen. Um, and it just, I just kind of found, found the whole thing, like kind of mind boggling, you know? Yeah. If you so, want to be sick to your so stomach, weird, man, yeah. there's entire websites and like businesses that are built around this, like. It's yeah, kind of I mean, sad, I knew that, like, from, from my MMO days where people could buy, like, you know, RMTs, right? Real money traders where you could buy, you know, game currency with real money. I always understood that. Um, but I guess this is just, like, a, the evolution of things like that, right? Like, have the people play for you? Like, man, that's crazy. Man. It's, There's trainers, yeah. too, man. There are people that literally you pay them, like, an hourly wage. And they yeah. are, like, with the goal where they're going to teach you how to be better. So they party up with you. They teach you technique, strategy. Like, I don't know if they do, like, custom matches or what. But, um, yeah, man, it's definitely a real thing. Um, crazy. I mean, I guess to, to each their own. But, um, yeah, I'm with you, man. I want to earn something. That's why I haven't gone for much of the, you know, Pinnacle Crucible stuff. Like, I guess I have to to get one of these tributes. I kind of want to go for something, you know. I don't know what. But yeah, the easiest of them, I guess, that's not the sniper. But, yeah, um, and I mean, 
you know, and like the thing with these the stream, like I think the whole raffling five games to play with some guys that are really good. I think that's pretty cool. I think that's like completely innocent, you know, like sure. hey, you're 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 getting help. You're not the guy's not doing it for you. You got to go in there. You could totally tank the game and, and fuck them over, you know. Um, but the whole account recovery, you got to give people your personal information for that. Like, that's crazy, man. And then like, yeah, I'm no shame either. Cause they're like on this massive list that everybody can see, man, on these discord channels. It's like, damn, dude, not only is this guy doing it for you, but like, it's there broadcasted for the entire, like everyone to see that for you. man. Like, I don't know. I would feel so, so shitty, like, you know, knowing that I didn't earn this, you know, but yeah, I'm I'm there with you, man. Like I liked for better or worse, if I don't have something, I didn't earn it, I can live with it at least, you know, because I just I didn't put in the work or the time or don't have the skill. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, but also like by that same token, like I know if I've got something, like god damn it, like I I you know, I did earn it. Like I, I conquered something, like yeah, you know, bragging bragging rights. Like I'm with you. Well, as as we um kind of wind down, that's a good little like segue or transition. I just wanted to like briefly talk about um kind of the experience I've had. Uh, so obviously the Twitch stream was a lot of fun the first week we did that um, for Super Castlevania 4 for Rental Rush, uh, which you should check out at twitch.tv slash Rental Rush. I can uh, actually happy to announce that I have my next weekend and game picked out. Uh, the next um, stream is going to be the weekend of um, August the 3rd. So it'll start on Friday the 2nd and run through the 4th. And the game that we're playing is uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. So that is going to be our next uh, Rental Rush episode, which should be a nice oh, man. <laughs> contrast to Castlevania. You know what I mean? I wanted to do something kind of different. I have two uh, two you know new guests that are extremely excited to play it, as am I. It's one of my favorite Grand Theft Autos from back in the day. It has a killer soundtrack. The Miami setting's cool as fuck, so... Well, Vice City, you know, as Miami, really. Um, but I still remember that map like the back of my hand. I, I just can't wait. Man. That's going to be great. Um, but what I wanted to talk about was more uh, my experience like with editing, which is something that I've never done before. Um, I put out my first YouTube video last week, and um, it took me a long, 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 long time to do because I had no idea. I'd never used editing software before. Understood pretty intuitively right away things like cutting, but it was more like those like touches of doing like voiceover or um, designing the the logo and some of the transitions and like kind of getting a sense of like how to pace things. It just took me a lot longer. This week has been great because I kind of hit the ground running. I was done with my edit by Tuesday evening. Granted, I spent a lot of time on Sunday, Monday and Tuesday nights um, banging it out. But like, I think you'll see, like, if you watch the video, it has a lot more personality to it, which kind of brings me, you know, I just was able to kind of intercut some things. And I don't want to like ruin the surprises, but like, I think like my personality comes across a lot more in the video, which is great. But my, my kind of the point I'm building to is like, I, I, I have kind of equal parts, like elation at learning this new thing that i really love like it's pure joy like i love the act of editing like the videos and i wasn't sure if i was going to find it tedious or enjoyable and the answer is unequivocally be like i fucking love it i think it's awesome like it's just it's a lot of fun to do but it kind of makes me sad and melancholic because i had thought you know for years when i was much younger about going to school to kind of learn and do this shit professionally and i didn't because i was afraid of the you know student debt usually those types of schools are are, are pretty expensive uh to attend if you're going to go to the good ones i looked at full sale in orlando which is still a pretty prestigious one uh and i and so i just i i got scared and i didn't do it and i never really um took the opportunity to teach myself or, or learn how to do it until now so i have like this weird push pull right now going on where i'm like doing something that i really enjoy but i also have just tremendous regret because i'm like i feel like this is something that i would have liked to have done professionally and probably would have been good at like had i pursued that and that's kind of just a fucking bummer feeling so <laughs> i didn't realize i was muted and then i just started talking yeah, to me the too. Mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh you're, you're good man so Chris, did you put anything up on Twitch? Because I because I I was checking it earlier and I didn't see it. I just saw like a little clip. But are you uh, editing like a I I don't you know I, I haven't looked into that much. Like so like and the, you just shows what a dumbass I am. Like when it comes to this stuff, still learning. Like can you put like full videos up on the Twitch yes. as well for archive? Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. You can you can put clips. Yeah, you can put clips and videos. Um, the only reason I found this out was because that first uh, night that I played with those dudes, he up, you know, he uploads the entire his entire stream, which is like three, 
a couple hours, two, three hours. So I went back and wanted to to see myself play, <laughs> which is funny. But yeah, yeah, you can upload your whole video and uh, yeah, you have to start putting random... in there too. I, it's crazy. <laughs> so like as of today, I'll tell you like how much more exposure, right? So I think at our pick or our peak, excuse me, we had like maybe like 10 people, 12 on um, Twitch, like concurrent viewers. And I think we have something like 30 unique views. Like right now, I have 105 views on my YouTube video and 33 subscribers, like just a week of that being up there. I think because it's not like a commitment where people have to show up, maybe it's a little bit easier for the exposure. Um, but like, that, I mean, that's cool. I'm proud of it. Like, and I, like I said, I think, you know, I'm only going to get better at it. I'm, I'm nailing the time. You know what I mean? Like of being able to condense it to an hour and 10 minutes, including the intro and, you know, end credits, like, which is kind of the, maximum length between an hour and hour and 10 is good um but like i said man it's just like i really fucking enjoy doing it and (laughs) it's just kind of a bummer i don't know have you guys ever had something like that where you discover that you were like really good and enjoyed something and you know it's like like man i kind of wish i'd pursued that you know professionally you guys ever have come across anything like that or have any regrets like from not doing something when you were younger like career-wise or something um i mean i yes and yes and no shout out cat cat um, <laughs> <laughs> i um i so i i wanted to be a cop kind of growing up most of my life but i gave it like a good solid well when i studied uh, the bullshit ass criminal justice degree for four years um and i gave it like a good solid year and a half trying but during that time there was a lot of hiring freezes um you know at the county level um and the process with like federal like customs border patrol that kind of thing took so long uh that eventually i just had to take the job you know where where we work at now and um so you know i I felt like i gave it as good a shot as i could but eventually like you know it was one of those where i had to i had to make a decision like i couldn't keep working in a goddamn supermarket hoping to make this work while i'm gonna start having to pay student loans so on and so forth so so i eventually kind of had to give it up um and obviously you know my, my career ended up going out pretty well um but i regret it because in the sense that like i didn't get to pursue it all the way but i also don't regret it because i felt like i gave it a really good try had i stuck with it another several years i probably would have gotten through but i don't know if the cost would have been worth it I had another buddy who started around the same time as me became a cop like two years ago and we're talking about like you know like, I'm 30 five years, years after you stopped yeah. Working. yeah yeah so yeah. you know could it have done it yes but was it would it have been worth it i don't know no at the time i thought no and have a look back what about you zach any uh you know life regrets as far as like career goes anything like that or missed opportunities or uh <clears throat> i guess my biggest one was i wish I'd gone into uh wish i'd gone into the military sooner than i did uh I wish I went right out of high school. Uh, I made a lot of like stupid financial decisions and everything right out of high school. So, uh, you know, had I had gone right into the military, you know, I just would have been in, uh, in a better place. Uh, you know, when, as I was growing up pretty much and, uh, but you know, I, I ended up joining anyways and, uh, you know, really enjoyed my time in there. And how uh, old were you when you joined? If you don't want me asking. I joined when I was, Jesus, um, 24. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, cause I graduated high school at 18. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, in, you know, I looking back at it now and everything, like, you know, everything's hindsight, but I wouldn't have, you know, my dogs and all that. And like my dogs and my world. So it's, you know, there's pros and cons to it all. Yeah, man, for sure. Like, I feel that I wasn't trying to get super deep, but uh, it's one of those things where as I'm sitting at my computer, like, I think that's a, you know, sign that you're enjoying something, right? Is like to be up as late as I have some of these nights, like, and to not feel like I'm just doing it to get it done, but to just genuinely be like lost and, you know, uh, not going into specifics or anything, but I've had like some like stuff in my personal life that's causing me like, you know, a little bit of stress. So it's been like doing something creative that you can kind of like lose yourself in is a great, I think like motivator or mood, you know, um, elevator, like when you're not, you know, feeling the greatest. So, um, yeah, man, like, uh, hopefully that continues, you know, it's still fresh. Maybe it's a honeymoon phase, but I, I do think I found something that 
you know, if I could say so, like I'm good at, like, I think again, watch the, the new video when I post it tomorrow. Um, just I, I, like, I'm extremely proud of it. It's been a lot of fun to do. And, uh, I think I've set a good pace for myself kind of balancing a monthly Twitch stream and then to do four episodes in between each stream kind of gives me something I can kind of chip away at you condense down the, the footage. Um, so yeah, hopefully that, that, uh, that last, cause it's so far it's, it's been a blast and I'm glad to finally did it. So yeah, well, now, that, now that I think about it uh, really quick, I, I, I kind of had a similar experience. So when I, for, when I first out of college, I was in a digital video editing class, and uh, it was my first time ever doing anything like that. Uh, so after I had done the whole class and everything, I, I had really enjoyed myself because, you know, uh, I'm sure like you, uh, like you were just saying, you know, you know, doing all the editing and stuff and learning it all. It's a tedious process, but then you get to see the end result and you're like, oh, shit, man, that's really freaking cool. You know, the music lines up and all that. And uh, I had made a couple of videos and everything, and I, I, I even uploaded them to YouTube. Uh, looking back at them now, obviously, they're not very well done, but like at the time, I was super proud of them. And, and uh, you know, I, I have a feeling if it's something that I dabbled into again or anything, I feel like I enjoy myself. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I can see all the warts, like even going from like my first to my second video where I'm like going back and looking at stuff going like, mm, I could have made that cut a little tighter or I wish I had done, you know, this a little differently. But I think it's cool to kind of see that archived as well, you know, to have your early efforts preserved. Um, it was like that was some of my early recordings when I was in a band. Like it was fun to go back and listen to how kind of innocent and raw and like rough around the edges, like some of our early shit was versus like how kind of polished we got as a band and you know as you got you know better as musicians and stuff like that like you you know all that stuff kind of gets tighter and um is refined but it's still there's something to be said for kind of go back and listening to uh the um or, or you know experiencing like your early efforts of doing something new um it was good validation and motivation for me like so on the, over the weekend i did submission sunday thing on a bunch of uh fan pages for everything from kind of funny to comedy button to um actually like my uh, probably the only real like let's play channel i keep up with is rkg which used to be prepare to try on ign three british guys they're they're hilarious mostly do souls games and um had no expectation that any of them were going to comment on it i was it was mainly just the people on the page i thought might get a kick out of it since obviously they like let's plays and one of the guys that I like, you know, worship from that group, like said, this is a brilliant concept. Keep at it. This is awesome. Like, um, I love this idea. And, you know, then it just like it was person after person after person, like saying, like, I love this idea. Some subscribers started to roll in. You started to tick up. And yeah, I mean, it's only 105 views and 33 subscribers. But like, you know, considering that most of those people are strangers, like that's just an awesome feeling to go. All right. So obviously there, there's something there like it's cool that i can put out something to people i've never met and hopefully they get enjoyment out of it it's just kind of a neat feeling to go like hey like i'm putting something out into the world and people are experiencing it i don't know been a long time since i've done that so uh, hopefully i continue to enjoy it yeah man that, that, that definitely is awesome like you said you haven't even been doing 30 subscribers like people struggle to get you know five you know sometimes it's i mean it's just as long as you know you're you, you got that personality and you know you're you're having fun i feel like that's the big thing if people can see that you're having fun and you're not just streaming to try and like earn money i feel like you it it's, comes off as a lot more genuine people will be more attracted to yeah and i think that's why i i'm really like in love with the idea of like what the show is you know um is because it is a little exhausting, you know, at times like you can see it on our faces at points, but we do have a lot of fun. And like, again, I imagine this next episode is going to be no different. Um, the uh, average time on how long to beat is 20 hours. So between Friday at like you know, six ish to like Sunday at six, like so, you know, 48 hours, basically, we, we you, you know, got to get through a 20 hour main campaign, um, to which I'm sure by the end will be exhausted. But also it should be a ton of, you know what I mean? Like the guys that are, that's my only rule for the show is like, I don't care about genre. I don't care about release year. Um, I don't care about anything other than whoever's on the show. Pick a game that you're excited to play, that you enjoy to play. That's my only criteria. And I think that's so key to it. People go, ah, I don't know how you feel about that. I'm like, is it something you enjoy? Like uh, in a future episode, I've got a guy who uh, speed runs Final Fantasy VII. I've never played Final Fantasy VII. Um, I've only watched bits and bobs. He's like, how would you feel about like we 
pay attention to the story a little bit, you know, get the dialogue and stuff. But like, I teach you how to speed run and, and one other guest, like kind of how to speed run and we run through it. And I'm like, dude, that would be a crazy way to experience that game for the first time. But I'm like, I'm on board because like, you love that you're so excited by it. Like, let's absolutely do it. So I think that'll keep uh, an energy like injected into the show. And, and it makes it easier to get guests on certainly like when it's two different people besides me week to week, or I'm sorry, month to month. Um, you know, it's a little easier to just commit to a weekend and to like know that whatever it is you're playing, like you enjoy if you're going to be a guest. So it continues to pan out and everybody should check it out. Twitch.tv slash rental rush and then rental rush on YouTube. And we are on Twitter at rental rush show. So I guess I just did the plug early, which means the show's, uh, <laughs> I guess, winding down. I'm also uh, at it's waterman on Twitter. If you want to follow me there, um, George, where can everyone find you, my friend? Uh, so on Twitter, I'm not using it much, but I am on there at WarGeorge7. Awesome. And how about you, Zach? Uh, I'm over there on Twitter. It's at Optimus Prime, O-P-T-I-M-M-U-S-P-R-I-M-M-E-E. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, it's been fun to do this. Uh, I kind of like that we had a little more of an informal episode. I hope you guys had fun, too. And uh, we will see all you beautiful listeners next week.